Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ernest, what's up? Look, today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind, a real weight on my shoulders. You know, we all have these moments, big or small, that just stick with us. When we don't talk about these things, then they can start to affect our lives in unexpected ways. That's why having a space to express these feelings is so important. I know firsthand the benefits of therapy. It's been transformative for my friends and family. Therapy can help you learn crucial skills like setting boundaries and developing coping strategies. It's not just about dealing with major events. It's also about enhancing your day-to-day -day life, allowing you to become the best version of yourself. So if you've been thinking about therapy, BetterHelp can be a great option for you. It's entirely online, which makes it super convenient and adaptable to your busy schedule. You start by filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapists at any time if you feel the need without any additional costs. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EarnYourLeisure today to get 10% off your first month. Remember, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash earn your leisure don't wait don't hesitate head over there now when is a clear signal that the recession is over and the stock market should see a bull market 
or a stock uh, will turn bull. When when when's the recession going to be? When's the, when's the signal for the recession that is over? And what's the signal that we're going to see bull market? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, number one, when the Federal Reserve stops hiking rates. So even if they pause, that's not a good enough reason. They have to stop raising rates. Number two, whenever that yield curve stops inverting. So everyone, I want everyone to put in chat in real time to do the homework. What is the most important yield curve in the bond market to measure if we have a recession? Because I want to make this more interactive this year. Mm. Um, and if you pair two of them together, that's why I say if you trade stocks and bonds together, I talked about it on episode 70, you will know exactly where the market is going. The funny part is now when the yield curve inverted this time, the bond market fell apart with it at the same time, which normally does not happen, which leads me to the lessons that you have to always do your own research and do. And any conventional wisdom does not work when there's a black swan event. So you have to be prepared, like even indexes, if all indexes fell at one time and the entire bond market fell and tech, what would you do? You have to prepare for the worst case scenario. For me, I was short all three and I would never open up my TD Ameritrade and look at my long-term until the carnage was over, right? Um, but yield curve inverting, interest rates. Um, and then once again, I'm keeping my eyes peeled to see when China will boom. I know they're reclassifying some of the COVID deaths to kind of play with the numbers. But if I see like K-Web and Alibaba start to go up and we have a monstrous run for like a quarter or two, um, and I'll know that the recession is over. Maybe we will have, have a short-lived recession because there's some politics behind the scenes that are stopping them from announcing it. Um, maybe it will be short-lived, but the Fed has to stop raising interest rates and that yield curve has to stop inverting and then we'll be clear. Yeah, we, when we spoke, and if you're not familiar with the language of inverted yield curves and bond markets, when we sat down with Steve Leesman maybe two or three months ago, I mean, he gave a absolute masterclass on exactly yes. how that works. Um, but when we spoke to him, one of the things he said is about when they were going to stop raising rates and everybody had estimated that March would be the time and it'd probably get up to about 4.9%. And now I think they've changed that maybe at maybe 5.2, five and a quarter percent. That's so we'll, we'll see within this first quarter uh, if that is true. And indeed, we will see uh, an end to the raising of the rates. So, all right. So, should people be buying stocks right now? Yes. Should they, they should be buying stocks. Two tech, two index. First, buy index funds. For those who don't know, and I've said it before, indexes are an all-star team. They put the best companies on the planet inside of one basket, set it and forget it. What I don't want us to do this year is overanalyze and not take enough action. Because if the net worth isn't increasing year over year, the share count isn't increasing year over year, all the information in the world does not mean anything. Um, now, we are back to bully ball in the market like how it was 1994, 95, 96, 99, 01, 05, 07, 08, 2013, and 2014. The companies that are really great are amazing. And the ones that are in the middle of the road or just floundering around are getting destroyed. You can only invest in quality. And we see inflation. And for the favorite book on investing, Money Master the Game, please go read it. I know it's thick, but man, there's tons of gems in there. During every 10 or 15 year period, you're going to have an increase in inflation. You cannot outrun inflation. Even for my, for my entrepreneurs, 
Yes, you can make a lot of money for a five or 10 year period, but at some point you're going to have to learn how to replicate yourself. And one of the best things that entrepreneurs can do is to put their capital from their business into companies that are better than them, ran by better management. So you can then not have to hire as many people. Um, and if you don't invest, inflation is going to continue to creep up and kick your ass on the back end. So if inflation continues to be six, seven, eight percent, and you're going to get 10 to 12 percent out of an index fund at the prices in which I call. You have to have your money working for you. Please put it in chat. Your, the job of your money is to have your money working for you to make you more money, babies. So people should be currently investing, even though the stock market is probably going to go down. Just it's the best time to buy. Everyone wants to buy it at the top, and that's the wrong time to buy. Invest in invest in index funds mm -hmm. for the long term. Should they be investing in ETFs? Yeah, if they're quality. If I'm, they're quality. I'm Vanguard biased, but... Is QQQ a quality ETF? Yes, but you're going to have more drawdown with QQQ. Yes. Because no. it's tech heavy. Tech heavy, yes. Is, is XLY a quality ETF? Yes, but I don't like um, a lot of the the spiders are okay. I like Vanguard just because of how much control they have in the market. Like, is it, if I can ask you, like, would you invest in the? Let me keep it clean. If you can invest in some of the founding families and founding companies of the United States of America, would you do so? Everyone would usually says yes. If so, then I would focus on Vanguard. The spiders are good. Um, XLY. Solid, but I'm VOO, VTI, VGT, which is the tech um, index is all you need. Sometimes we make this so complicated. It doesn't have to be. Um, and of course, when you're in the middle of the storm, it feels like sunshine is never going to come when it's raining on you like crazy. But for those of us that have been through 2007 and 8, um, and if you missed any other crashes before then, Two years later, you're always like, damn, I should have put everything into the market. It's scary while it's happening. But yes, you should invest in the long term. Minimum, minimum five year hold. And and um even when you when you're down, put more money, dollar cost down. Dollar cost yes. down. If you're down 20% on your portfolio on the SP 500, put more in. And then you will be down maybe 10%, 15%. But the whole idea is to hold it for a long period of time. 30 years, ideally. And then also, too, if you're buying at the right prices, you shouldn't be down that much. Um, there could, can be some bleeding. But if you're waiting for the right prices, especially like these decade-level kind of lows that we've had, you shouldn't be down 40 50%, 25%. Um, but nonetheless, the number of shares plus the length of time invested is going to give you a lot more freedom. And I know it's scary. And I know some days you don't want to look at your portfolio, but this is the one thing I want to tell every entrepreneur and everyone that wants to be rich. The person that sticks to the plan the longest usually wins the most. Everyone can have a hot, you know, year or hot three months. Um, and this is why, I mean, we even talked about it behind the scenes. Like even with the show, like I didn't, never led based on what the, whatever the topic was I always went based off principle because that was the case like we, last year would have been all about nfts and crypto and the year before that would have been all options like when you go study the entire history of an asset class private equity is going to get banged up this year pretty bad but if you invest in private equity and hold some quality companies um spacex like and you hold it for a few years you'll be a-okay 
this is a game that goes to those that are patient and that can hold for half of a decade or a decade or longer. And it's not fun. But when you get freedom and you're able to provide for your family without thinking about it, it is a hell of a feeling. Uh, please, everyone put in chat, I'm here for the long term to get rich. We can't talk about generational wealth and we're scared to hold for four or five years. It's impossible. It is impossible. All right. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>